There is so much dog hair on my laptop. That's okay. There's just, like, a lot of dog hair, like, on my life. It's better than, like, turtle hair. Whoa. Uh, Which would be shells. If there were just turtle (laughs) shells everywhere, that would be bad. And probably, like, problematic. And let's have some more. You would, like, trip on turtle shells all the time. Are the turtles inside the shells? No, they're just, like, in my brain, they're turtles that are shedding. Oh, okay. Like, like, Like uh... Like hermit crabs. Yeah, like hermit crabs. Got Would it. you prefer if I said it's better than if there were hermit crabs everywhere? I think that might make more sense. Oh my gosh. They just right. leave their shells. Well, it's the better place. if than hermit crabs. What if they were giraffe hairs? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> 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 Woo! Yeah. Yes, get it, girl. Oh my gosh. What? It's it smells potent. It? Does it smell delicious? I mean, yeah. Whoops. I'm Audrey. I'm Elle. I'm Genevieve. And this is Wine Down and Listen. A podcast made by a couple of friends talking about things that happened a while ago. Yay. <laughs> Perfect. From the centuries. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay. This is, Where, is this Mountain-y. a... Okay. It's a white wine, but what kind of white? Sweet. Okay. That's what it says on the bottle, which is Sweet. being held inside... Let's see. Ba-ba-da. All right. So this is Skinny Dippin'. It's from Fiesta Winery, which is where I'm a wine club member. So it's a Texas wine. Oh, guys. Um, I what? forgot to cancel the link again. Oh, Jesus. Uh-oh. Well, we'll never run out of wine. And so it literally just says sweet white wine on the front. And so I just want to warn you guys, like, I I said, I put down that I wanted a mixed box. So that means that I get, like, some dry, some sweet in my, because, um, like, once a quarter, they just could pick three wines out for me. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, I got to go on Sunday. I took my friend Natalie, and so we got to have, like, a free wine tasting, and there were some, like, interesting sausage snacks and um, some live music that was just this one guy with a guitar singing songs from the 90s, which was kind of adorable in and of itself, Um, especially his little soliloquy before he did a cover of Johnny Cash doing a cover of Hurt by Nine Inch Nails, which was great. Uh, Then there was a little... a lot of layers Mm -hmm. there. Yep. Then there was a baby horse. Um, not a baby horse, a tiny horse, like little, little Sebastian. Sebastian. So we went to take pictures with it, and I sang, "You're five thousand candles in the wind" to little Sebastian. Mm-hmm. And then we like took some pictures, and we turned around, and we see that little Sebastian is indeed a man, because this giant penis Ew. has just dropped down. It was just like hanging there, like a slinky penis, and I was really scarred, which is why now you know. I honestly, when you started this story, I thought you were going to tell us about the wine, but it ended up horse penis. Yep. I just felt like I realized that I was telling you about the wine, but the most important thing was this little Sebastian and his, like, giant penis. Um, so... Good. Okay. But I think this wine is going to be I very just started sweet. drinking because it was so horrifying. Um, I think <laughs> I'm going to switch to dry because I think their sweet wines are not my fave, but um, here we go. Whoa. Yep. It's sweet. I think it would be I'm not better if it was really cold. Yes. Mm. Or if there it was like a spritzer. Uh-huh. They have a lot of sweet wines at this winery, but their dry wines are very good. So I just need to switch to their dry. They have the best Cabernet Sauvignon I've ever had in my life. Okay, I have words. This is velvety. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it glides on your tongue. And this tastes like cotton candy. Hmm. That is what I'm going to say. It is so sweet. See, there is something in this that has a taste that reminds me of, like, canned pears. I was going to say pears. It feels like pears or it feels like, um, (laughs) I don't know. I want to say strawberry, but that feels wrong. Although I just realized part of what I'm smelling is the corn dog (laughs) from my hand. And that made you think of... No, no, no. I was like, what is that strange oh. smell that I'm getting in that aroma? It's because my hands still smell like the corn dog that I ate for dinner. Gotcha. Whoopsie. That's not, I'm going to hold, I can't hold it without my hands. But your corn dog won't smell like pears. No, no. There was another, I was like, what is that other interesting scent? Corn, corn dog. dog. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like pear. But I feel like you might get that same too because it's kind of like syrupy sweet. That's it. Like it's not It pear. tastes like it tastes the like syrup, syrup that the right. fruit juice the fruit sit in. Right. This would make an excellent punch. Yes. Mm. Um, so I'm going to say peach and pear. 
I'm going to say syrupy, <laughs> velvety, cotton candy, fruitiness. Hmm. I say strawberry and pear. Strawberry. It feels like strawberry. So I'm reading the back of the bottle. I don't really actually agree with anything it says. <laughs> so like Genevieve said, this wine is called Skinny Dippin'. Oh, it's a sweet Riesling. Ooh, man, and Riesling in and of itself is sweet. That mm. is what's happening. Okay, so it's a sweet Riesling from the Fiesta Winery. Um, it says this sweet white wine is crisp, clean, fun, and lighthearted, which, sure. With refreshing hints of apple. Apple! Oh, yeah. And full of aroma. I do not find this wine to be crisp at all, and I feel like it doesn't have as much, like, enough of a bite for me to, like, really think of apple. Maybe apple sauce. Mmm. Like, but to I, me, this doesn't feel crisp. I do wonder if it was colder. It would not. I think that it tastes sweeter when it's closer to room temperature. Like, mm. I think that it being colder would also make it a little less sweet. All right. I mean, I don't understand wine science, but I agree. I get the apple. But it tastes like a candy apple. Right. I mean, it, it tastes doesn't like, taste like... No. No. It tastes like um, those caramel apple lollipops um, oh, that you right. get around Halloween time. It oh, sure yeah, 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 yeah. That is what it tastes like. Of and course. that is Skinny Dippin' by Fiesta Winery. Now, mm. my most favorite... Like, the, my favorite wines from this place are ones that y'all would hate, so we'll never get to share them together. <laughs> Um, <laughs> for example, one of the ones that I got in my box was the Heart of Texas Red, which is just their red wine blend. It's a really like smooth, drinkable red wine, but y'all would hate it. I think it would go well with like a glass of dinner. And then their Cabernet Sauvignon, I drank it and I was like, I could drink this every day of my li- every day of my life. <laughs> it's also a fifty dollar bottle of wine, which is why it's so fucking delectable. Yeah. Whereas this one is seventeen. Yeah, which much I d- more manageable. Yes, yes, and I do think that your all of our suggestions are right. If it was colder, if it was a spritzer, if yes. it was in a punch, this yes. would be enjoyable because it maybe isn't necessarily as dynamic as other wines we've had in terms of like an overall flavor palette. Yes, indeed, mm-hmm. I agree. Um, one of the reasons that I like Fiesta Winery is I feel like it's a very down to earth and approachable winery. It is not like trying to be too fancy with what it does. Right. And uh, it has many different kinds. Like, their thing is, like, we have a wine for everybody, which I think is accurate. Because my mom would fucking love this. Mm -hmm. My mom loves this winery so much that she asked me to buy six of their white Merlots to take to her when I see her in Dallas. Six (laughs) of the same wine? Six of the same wine. Damn. My mom knows what she likes. That's true. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for coming on this little wine adventure with me, ladies. I'm so happy that I got to do it via this glass instead of with that wine. Horse penis. Indeed. That was just a little bit traumatic. A I posed for a picture traumatic. and then I turned around and then there was the penis. Horse penis. And Natalie was like, I guess you pose in a really nice way. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet though. I know. Anyway. Well. <laughs> horse penis. Oh, before we jump back in time. Mm-hmm. Your question last week, I don't know if you remember. And I was the only one who answered it. Right? Yes, because I Ella's wasn't here. And we it was were your birthday. I forgot about Meet the Teacher Night. It um, happens. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> so, your question was, the first state store of this product opened in 1934. Ooh, I don't even remember what I said. You know what? When I was listening to this as a listener instead of like as a participant, mm-hmm. like it normally is, I had a guess that popped up in my head. What was it? I thought, what if it was like a cheese shop? Ooh. Like something specific, like artisan cheese, but like... Since it was like a state store, what if it was like what's the state? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought of in my head. I think I said something like something stupid like postage. You're both wrong. <laughs> it was liquor. <gasps> really? Yeah, they would sell liquor in in like a state like a state liquor store. Wow. I guess like some states were still wet and some were dry. Some oh. states were wet. Sorry, 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 sorry. I almost got real broad with it, but then I Too much skinny dipping. Whoa. Yeah, so liquor stores. That's what you can thank 1934 for. Liquor stores. Getting drunk. So now, let's jump back in time. Zero? Whoa, that was quick. (laughs) That was so quick. Actually, actually, read all about it. 1934. We're here. Looks kind of sad. 
<laughs> oh yeah, the world is an abysmal place right now. 1934, not a great time. Yeah. Sad time, it's not a great dark, time. Depressing. A lot happening. Y'all, I'm gonna, None of it great. In 2018, I'm going to try cutting this very sweet white wine with a more dry rosé. Ooh, Ooh, let me know how that works. Yeah, I me will. Too. You are like, you're real up to the top though there, girl. I know. That's good. You're playing precarious games. Fast and loose. Um, all right. So, since we're here in 1934, I think you know what it's time for. Yes. I the slang game. You know what? So... <laughs> I appreciate you guys giving me the night off for my birthday. Mm -hmm. um, 31 is great so far. Uh, oh. It's only been a few weeks. We'll give it time. Uh, but I was thinking about you, Audrey, playing the slang game solo. And I just was like, <laughs> I want to be there for this. Because if I, I had, did horribly, if if I I had to do it by correctly. myself, I would not know what to do. I feel like it's my energy with you that gets me through. Yeah, I did badly. <laughs> I don't think I got one. <laughs> oh, well. Excellent. Okay. All right, y'all ready? I believe in us. You're totally going to kill it. Okay. Ready, set, go. Abercrombie. And Fitch. <laughs> no, I, Abercrombie has to mean, like, like swagger. Actually something. not. I'm very sorry. I just need to do this very quickly. I like girls that wear Abercrombie and Fitch. I think if I have what I wish. And she's been gone since that summer, since that summer. If you're too young and you don't know what that song is, I need you to just stop whatever you're doing and look up LFO's uh, Summer, summer Girl. Girls. Summer Girl. so slow. Because what it sounds like is it's like you took a bunch of people that, like, just children um, that are, were at, like, would you say, like a, like a six? Six-year-old reading level, like really right. intro, yeah. like C spot run kind of, yeah, 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 um, books, and they were like, "What are some just sentences?" And they had twenty kids say a different sentence, and then they turned those random mm -hmm. twenty sentences into a song. But then everybody loved it. Yeah, like one of the lines is, "Chinese food makes me Music. sick. Right. I think it's fly when girls stop by for the summer, for the, the summer." summer. New kids on the black hat. That's how it starts. Oh, wait. Had a lot of hits. Yeah. Then Chinese, Chinese make Can I, sick. wait, this is so far off of the slang game. Can I tell you a genius idea that I had? Yes. yes. Okay, so I had this idea a handful of years ago, and I was still doing uh, school-based social work, mm -hmm. and I was hanging out with these really fly eighth graders, and they had obviously never heard of this song before, and I was like, I'm going to change your life. Please listen to this. And we all decided, wouldn't it be really funny and kind of like James Franco-esque if they uh, did a dramatic reading of LFO's Summer Girls? And we just were like dying laughing because they were completely committed to reading these lyrics as if they, it was just like, uh, you know, like an, like an Oscar-winning dramatic performance. That's always of fun. these lyrics. And I was like, this does kind of seem like the shit like James Franco would be into. Like writing a poem about in his book. I just really need you. I, 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 there's this part of the song that I was trying to remember. I couldn't get the words quite right. But like, since we're on this really deep yeah, tangent of, of the course. light, funky ones. Which oh, that's is right. LFO. LFO. LFO stands for Here's the right. part that is my favorite part. Okay, I'm ready. It's the spoken word part. Oh, Ooh. yes. Now I can't forget you and it makes me mad. You left one day and never came back. Right. Stayed all summer, then went home. Macaulay Culkin wasn't home alone. Oh, Fell deep in love, but now he ain't speaking. Michael J. Fox was Alex P. Keaton. Right. When I met you, I said my name was Rich. You look like, like a girl from Abercrombie and Fitch. Damn. Why? She won't believe me if she could only see me. Something fell in love with the girl on TV. Yeah, shit, fuck you. That is like, fuck you ones. Those, I think, are the only two songs that they actually had, but they are definitely both on the Spotify playlist, boy bands of the 90s. Nice. Anyway, what does Abercrombie mean in 1934? Right. Rich. It doesn't mean swagger. Is it the opposite of swagger? Kind of. Someone in a rowboat. No. Okay. Tell me. A know-it-all. Ugh. So yeah. how do you use that in a sentence? Like, he's such an Abercrombie? That yeah. sounds right. Or stop being an Abercrombie. Stop. I think that's probably. Yeah, uh, he's such an Abercrombie. Stop being an Abercrombie. Some kind right. of a noun. Yeah. Um, cinder dick. <laughs> I wish you guys could see these faces. So but, someone who's got a real hard cock. <laughs> no, that's why I picked it, though. 
Cinder dick. Cinder dick. I just maybe it's like <gasps> wait, maybe what? it's like a rags to riches story. It is not. <gasps> Damn it, like Cinderella, Cinder I, Dick. Cinder, Cinder Dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sure that's what it was. Uh, I feel like there's gonna be a porn that's like a chimney oh, sweep. Right. There, sh- there probably like, is. Honestly, though, let me wipe I'm... off the dust with my Cinder Dick. Gross. They call me Cinder Dick because I make See, it that's what, so hot. That's what it is. I feel like <laughs> I wish that this is a phrase that could sweep the nation now, like via like tender. Yes, looking, Cinder Dick. Looking for a Cinder okay. Dick. Ooh, so if you're looking for a Cinder Dick, what are you looking for in you're the modern looking, world of Tinder? Okay, so in the modern world of Tinder, like some of that looking big for dick someone energy. who's humble. Humble. Okay, but they're not afraid to get dirty. They're humble, but they carry a big stick. No. Like, they well, don't walk yeah. around like, I got a big dick. But then, like, when you get in the room, you're like, oh, my. I'm physically talking about someone who sleeps in front of a fire. <gasps> oh. Never mind. Let's go back to that. Because, <laughs> like, they're, like they're, no, they don't, like, okay, no. If they're putting I'm a cinder dick on their Tinder profile, they're not saying, like, what up? I ain't got a home. I'm living with my stepmom and I have to sleep in front of a fire. But it's, like. They're humble, but they're not afraid to get a little messy. Okay, okay, okay. Because okay. Cinderella had to do all that cleaning. Okay, and you know, L- they're trying to sure. wipe up the floor. Okay. I was just and being, L, what would you? I was just being a heathen, like a just, cinder block dick. Right, like just straight up big dick energy. Big dick energy. Right, BD. BD. Okay, <laughs> okay, cinder- but I don't know what is cinder dick. <laughs> what has happened? Is there, it's me. a railroad detective. I'm so what fucking even done. What is that? Well, the detective dick. I. <gasps> But, like, I have no idea what cinder and railroad, all these two things connected. Oh, God. Birdies, you're so dumb. Everything we came up with was better. It's true. Um, Crumb. Hmm. Like, how is it spelled? Like, crumb. C-R-U-M-B. I thought maybe it was, like, spelled different and it meant something. Like, all you're eating for dinner. Is this the depression basically? Oh. It is not that. Okay, well. But it was a good guess. Like, someone who's grumpy. It does describe a person. Someone who's short. No. Could someone, be. Some, oh, God. Okay. Someone who... <laughs> My favorite thing about this game is Jen's clues. <laughs> bad, bad clues. Someone who... You weren't here for when I was like, here's your hint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did. I could only imagine it, though. I did. <laughs> so, like, a crumb bump. They don't have a lot of money. Probably not. They're homeless. Genevieve Not necessarily. Is, Genevieve is like, that could describe most people this, <laughs> in this year. Okay, wait, I'm going to say, tell me. <laughs> a loser by social standards. I'm so done. Crumb. Basically everything I said was right. Which is what I was saying. Yeah, I could know. be. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Could be. Okay. Not necessarily, but possible. Um, jolly up. Oh. Get drunk. No, but Ooh. you would do that at this thing. Dr- dancing. Party. Yes, it's a dance party. Dance party! Yay! Got it! Good job! Plenty rugged. Drunk. No. Ooh. Hot. Yes. Muscly. Big and strong. Yeah. I, I want still to, use that. I want to describe men now as plenty rugged. We still say rugged. Looking for a cinder, a plenty rugged cinder, cinder dick. <laughs> there you go, guys. If you're wondering what to put in your online dating profiles, use all of those words and everyone will be like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then you can say, hey, Abercrombie's GTFO. Exactly. Not looking for no crumbs, neither. No way. No crumbs. No, I don't want no crumbs. <laughs> and that has been oh, The Slang Game. The Slang Game. All right, all right. It's a really good one. <laughs> My favorite was fucking Abercrombie. That was great. I know, we went and just talked about Elico for ten minutes. Like, seriously, guys, listen to that song. Yeah, yeah, so good. We're going to be so mad if you didn't. Good, bad. Also, I, mean, I just want to say know, that the combination of this incredibly dry yeah. rosé and this incredibly sweet white wine is absolutely perfect. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson would be so proud. I think so, because we had a problem with figuring it out. Yeah. We did. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Hey, What's y'all. Um, guess what happened in 1934? Mm. Alcohol. Oh, that's good. Yes. What happened? Additionally. Additionally? (laughs) On August 11th, 1934, Mm -hmm. Alcatraz opened its doors. Oh, dang. You know what? I think I thought it was older than that. So that's because it was. It was? (laughs) It was. (laughs) Let me give you you some some history about this, okay? (laughs) Yes. We're going way back. This is a history podcast after all. Oh my god, it... You guys, it is, mm-hmm. kind of. Dang. All right. So take a genre. Dainty, dainty sip with my pinky out. Yeah. 
I kind of forget that that's really what we're doing because I feel so (laughs) ill-qualified. Okay, so I'm taking you back to 1854. Okay. Whoa. 1854. Getting real back there, y'all. Yes. So before Alcatraz um, was the prison that we know it to be today, it was very initially um, a haven for seabirds. Seabirds. For seabirds. Um, and it was founded by an explorer named Juan Manuel de Ayala, and he named it Isla uh, de los Alcatraces. Oh, so the, the, Isle of the Pelicans. Yeah. Um, oh. And then, so from there, so it was acquired by the U.S. in 1854. I don't know the means with which it was acquired, and based on the U.S.'s history of acquiring things, I can't imagine <laughs> that it was done in any sort of uh, you know great way, great way. But I couldn't actually find any details about that, so we'll leave that up to uh, we'll leave that up to kind of. You know, anyone that wants to do any more digging. Just draw your own conclusions. Draw your own conclusions. Based on your understanding of the United States. It's a safe bet. Colonialism. um, Right. AmericasLibrary.gov did not give me that information. So after the U.S. acquired it, it went through a couple of changes. So initially it was a U.S. Army military prison. Mm. Um, It's always been kind of some sort of like prison type atmosphere or whatever but uh, eventually then what happened to kind of create some changes is that the department of justice in 1933 um kind of uh decided that it was going to be a prison but run by the Federal Bureau of Prisons. Mm -hmm. So what that did is they refurbished the island. They um, kind of made a bunch of changes so that the prison itself was more uh, hospitable, Mm -hmm. habitable. Sure. Is that a word? Those are both words. Thank you for letting (laughs) me know that I know words. Um, You know words. I know know words. Thank God because I'm talking. Um, But (laughs) So anyway, so... Then in 1934, it opened, and when it opened, 137 prisoners were kind of like thrust into it. So that was kind of the first batch of prisoners was in August of 1934. Okay. Um, the second batch of prisoners, which I remember because I remember thinking, oh hey, looky there, it was on my birthday. It was on September Aww. September 4th um, of 1934. Another kind of group of prisoners were um, were brought to Alcatraz. So I wanted to talk about Alcatraz because I think it is really interesting. Um, I've been there. I know Audrey's been there. Jenna, I'm not sure if you visited Alcatraz. It's super interesting and kind of eerie, and it has, like, a weird feel to it, but also seems, like, very fascinating. Like a weird Um, feel because, like, it's haunted? Which it is supposed to be one of – well, people claim that it's one of the most haunted places. Um, And I read up a little bit about that because um, there were some – really kind of there were like deadly riots there mm-hmm. their suicide was apparently pretty prevalent um at alcatraz um because of like a lot of the uh really unfortunate um practices that mm-hmm. were utilized on some of the prisoners there. i mean they were basically always like wet yes yeah, so that was one of the punishments essentially is like not the being wet part but that was kind of like just an aside to like what was already happening so um but that was really when the when Alcatraz first opened so I was doing a bunch of reading about the prison and kind of prison life so within like the like five to seven years before it closed the environment of the prison itself comparatively anyway was much more chill like the inmates like had kind of calmed down on their own um and like it was kind of a more open atmosphere like like people had a lot more privileges and things like that but when it first opened it was known for being this like really hard-ass place where all of these kind of like prisoners who couldn't be contained in any other place you know in the country were like brought here specifically so it didn't have a great reputation and anyone who escaped had to swim like 90 miles right which is part of the reason that the federal bureau of prisons was like this is the perfect place for these prisoners to be because if someone was going to escape they have to do so much to get to anywhere that would matter yeah that they thought it was going to be this like great shark infested waters absolutely Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, a couple more facts about Alcatraz. It was three stories. Um, there's a visitation room, a library, a barber shop, a hospital is located, kind of like in that same three-story building. Um, I don't know. They were just, there's a shit ton of information, like, about Al- Alcatraz, like, 
there's the battle that I talked about where lots of people died. Um, there's Escape from Alcatraz, which is the movie that Clint Eastwood is in. And I remember seeing when I was very young and was kind of like captivated by it, by this idea that there are these people who did these really terrible things, theoretically, I don't quite know what they were. Um, <laughs> but they were bad enough, I guess, to get them to Alcatraz, question mark. Um, who knows about the justice system, question mark. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> who knows? Um, but anyway, so, but then it was kind of these three dudes that did at least escape out of their cells and made it out into, um, the kind of the, the prison yard and nobody, even today, like knows if they made it anywhere, if they died in the water. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, so Alcatraz is near San Francisco, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So in here's the water. How, here's how I know. In an episode of Charmed. <laughs> Uh-huh. Phoebe goes to Alcatraz, and this actor who there are some character actors in the '90s who were just like on every sci-fi show. Like, there's this one guy who is always the bad guy. He's like the bad guy in like he's some bad alien on The X Files. He's some bad vampire on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, he, they're just the same. And so this is another actor who is just he plays a bad dude and I most I just saw him on an episode of either Star Trek Voyager or, or Stargate SG-1 they're kind of blurring together in my mind right now um, but he also plays the ghost of a guy who died in Alcatraz and only Phoebe can see him hmm. um, mm-hmm. yes so that's how I know it's near San Francisco thank you CW that's right nice. <laughs> for helping me with my history lesson indeed yeah so if you are at all interested in learning anything at all about Alcatraz literally just hit up wikipedia there is so there is a plethora of information that you can learn about um the security stuff is really terrifying and interesting all the wardens um depictions of the cells all the different blocks and what they were for um so have at it dang so that has been alcatraz i think that's the most well-researched segment we've actually had on this uh history version of our podcast so far indeed um, here's close, a list. Let's close the book on it. <laughs> yes. Here's a list of some other shit that happened that year. Go. Yay. The Great Depression started turning it around. That's literally how I wrote it out because I was trying to write real fast. The Great Depression. G R A Depression turning it around. Nice. Um, but if we had called it that from the beginning, maybe if it sounded a bit cuter, it would have felt have hated cuter. It. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So the Great Depression started turning it around. <laughs> Employment drops from 25 to 22 percent. Three percent. Um, in other news, fascists and Nazis start preying on the fears of a world in the grips of depression. Uh-huh. Japan decided to rearm because after World War One in 1922, they had signed this treaty that said that they were going to commit to disarmament and they weren't going to grow their navy because like they were trying to avoid another world war. And then Japan was like, fuck it, and like started doing their shit. Um, <laughs> this uh, initiative called the Slum Clearance begins in New York, and at first I was like, oh, this is terrible, and it was probably terrible, um, but it also was, so people in the Great Depression um, had so little money that they just lost their homes, and so they started living in these giant slums, right. mm-hmm. and so um, the president at the time, Roosevelt, as a beginning of his public works program to try and, like, give people jobs and also, like, right. reinvigorate the economy, um, one of the things that he wanted to do was like clear the slums out and then create public housing so move people from the slums to the public housing okay um but there was lots of legal challenges to this and i don't think it actually ever happened but anyway there's that um congress nope that i just said that john dillinger a famous bank robber robber um number one most wanted person uh he dies in a shootout with the fbi Mm -hmm. and fun fact a loaf of bread costs eight cents Oh. Other things that happened. The Apollo <laughs> Theater reopens. A bunch of shit with Shirley Temple that I didn't remember to look up. And Murder on the Orient Express is written by Agatha Christie. Ooh. I haven't read it. I also have not read it. I recently was um, here. I think it was like maybe Audrey was on vacation or something. For whatever reason, it was just me and Belle here at the house. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to check out HBO and see what kinds of movies we got going here. And they had the new one, The Murder on the Ordinance Rest. And so I picked it. And as soon as I saw Johnny Depp was in it, I was like, well, I can't watch this. But then immediately he gets stabbed like a yeah. million times. And I'm like, oh, I can watch this. He's dead the entire time. Right. Which I honestly, I have seen the movie and I saw him in it and I made an audible, ugh. But then he died. 
in like such a horrific way. And I was like, okay. Yeah, and I was like, I can watch this film. Please continue. This whole film is about why people hated him and why he died. Cool. Those are the only kinds of films I'm watching with Johnny Depp these days. Right. And here we are. And here we are. But, in 1934, <laughs> something crazy happened. <laughs> what? Bonnie and Clyde. Ooh, tell me more. I mean, my Did y'all know? Oh, yes. My mom named yes. her dogs Bonnie and Clyde. Your mom's dogs. Adorable. That's what I'm talking about today. Um, No. So, Bonnie and Clyde were criminals who traveled during the Central U.S. (laughs) So, Bonnie and Clyde were criminals who traveled during in the Central U.S. during the Great Depression, and they robbed like small town like stores, and uh, they killed and when they were cornered or confronted. Um, Their names were Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow. Bonnie Parker was born in Rowena, Texas. Oh, wow. Texas. Yes, Texas. Married at 16, but after three years, she bailed, but she ended up dying wearing her rather red date wedding ring. Should have hopped that. Yes, and I and met, <laughs> she should have, right? And then met, I guess, Clyde this, the same year that she bailed on her husband. Nice. Clyde Barrow was born in Teleco, Texas. They were both basically born in Dallas. Who knew that Bonnie and Clyde was like a Texas thing? I, I didn't. didn't know. I didn't either. But I guess we should have known when Beyonce sang that song about it. Oh, huh. I want to be in my, oh, yeah. me and my boyfriend. Whatever. Uh, they met when Bonnie had a broken arm and was staying with a friend, and Clyde stopped to visit the friend, and then he saw her making hot cocoa, and they fell in love. Oh, that's actually kind of cute. I love hot cocoa. Uh-huh. Uh, <clears throat> So they, uh. I just want someone to drink hot cocoa with and watch Star Trek. That's all I want. Well, you just need to find you a Clyde Barrow. Send your applications to wind down and listen at gmail.com. There you go. <laughs> uh, so they were both actually in and out of jail a lot. And they. Or were they? <laughs> they were. Uh, they were like in jail, but they like never like got more than like honestly like a six month sentence for Why? like robbing things because it wasn't like a big thing Ooh, back then. Yeah, but also I feel like this is true, and I've seen it on a couple documentaries and read it in some books and stuff. Mm. That there are people that they know just what the line is mm-hmm. to like carry out themselves so that they don't get a long sentence where they might have like somebody else within their team or their squad or whatever do the like yeah. other things so if they get caught they take the fall for it mm-hmm. yeah so like they were very smart so they only ended up ever getting like months at a time unlike max and liz another cw reference where in the third season of roswell they're like trying to find this ufo and max is like liz just hold this gun even though you're not going to shoot it then they get in trouble and she gets a fucking felony somebody should have researched that he got in prison. He got, like, a longer sentence in prison because he killed some dude who was, like, assaulting him in prison. But he got a longer sentence because oh, of it. Oh, right. And he, ironically enough, his mom had just made a plea deal for his life to get him out in three days <gasps> after he escaped Whoa. with Bonnie. Um, and so they said that their whole mission was to take down the Texas prison industrial complex. For real? Yeah, they were, like, against the Texas prisons. Like, they shot all the, like, people who worked in prisons. They hated anybody who had to do with the law because of how badly he was mistreated in a prison. So, they were, like, staying in a house with, like, Bonnie and Clyde and, I think, Clyde's brothers. And, like, they got ambushed one night and so they left. And so, like, they had left behind all this stuff, including, like, marriage papers and parole papers and then, like, a roll of film. And so, all the pictures that were used in the, like, media came from that roll of film that oh, they left over, which weren't, like, real pictures. They were, like, jokey pictures. So, everyone thought that Bonnie was, like, a gun-toting, cigar-smoking woman. But in reality, like, she didn't smoke cigars. And she, she was just being very rarely, Yeah, she very rarely have ever they held a, a gun. They had a insta-shoot. They did it for the gram. They did it for the, yes, the gram mm-hmm. back then, which was the photo frame. Yeah. Right. So, um, <laughs> they prefer, they preferred to rob small stores or gas stations. Um, but was there a lot to, ro- like, I'm just thinking that during the Great Depression, there wasn't a lot to rob. Well, like, did, I mean, we're not so to? much in the Great Depression anymore. We're not Are in the throes not? of it as much. And I also, mean, depending on, 34. Like, but I think that also, too, like, I remember reading a similar kind of list that you were, like, a loaf of red is eight cents or something. Mm-hmm. Like, a month's rent was, like, 20 bucks. So, depending on, like, the kind of general stores they're hitting up and the frequency with which they're doing them, they could make some money. Yeah. that's true. And so, they ended up traveling between, they, like, went from Texas all the way up to Minnesota during certain points of it. Wow. Um, But they ended up being ambushed and killed when they broke other people out of a prison. 
And then, like, slowly, piece by piece, their gang just got shot up. And it was because they killed all these people in the prison that the public kind of turned on them because they were this kind of sensationalist story where the public was like, yes, Bonnie and Clyde, I need to know more. Tell me all about them. What is she wearing? Who is she wearing? But then once they started killing the police, they were like, nah. But, yeah, once they started killing the people in the prisons, people were like, ugh, we're not so much a fan of these people anymore. And so, like, everyone in their gang got shot but three people. And then finally they they got killed in a shootout in Bienville Parish, Louisiana. On May 23rd, 1934. Okay, so I have to say, like, this may not be the thing to take away from this, but what I'm taking away from this is Bonnie and Clyde were the heroes that we deserved against the prison industrial complex. Is that not what we think? No? I mean, they were robbing and stealing. That's true. And they they just said that they're, they're, like, towards the very end, they were mad at the prison. Okay. The rest of the time, they were just like, fuck everybody. But they mostly killed cops. I mean, but they killed civilians too. Oh, no. anybody who got in their way. Okay, so <laughs> like I'm gonna say that they are neutral. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> if I had to put them on the D and D alignment scale, I would say chaotic neutral. Yeah, so that's Bonnie and Clyde. I, that's awesome. I, Bonnie and Clyde is something that I think we hear referenced kind of often mm-hmm. in pop culture, but I didn't actually know a ton. So I appreciate Me neither. that. You're welcome, from Texas. Now I feel like I want to. I know. A lot I didn't know they were from Texas them. either. Like I, I have. A desire to add to my ever-growing book pile, like some biography of Bonnie and Clyde. There are a couple. I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, all right, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Okay. And this might be a little bit controversial, but ooh, I'm ready. Loch Ness monster. My notes say K drama. <laughs> She's getting real bilingual on y'all. My source. My source. What was I drinking when I wrote this 30 minutes ago? My source said it was spotted for the first time on January 14, 1934. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah. I said 1933! I know, and so I say this, but then on the next page from the same source, my notes say that it was seen in 1933. So, <laughs> anyway, um, although Audrey read it happened, but I have been, oh yeah, but I've been watching so many X-Files episodes, I don't care, so we're doing it as 1934. Perfect! Go. Woo! If you have complaints, you can send them to winddownandlisten at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> We'll definitely take them seriously. Yes. Now, what I do know for sure is that the first, is it not the first photo, it turns out, but the famous photo, the photo mm-hmm. that made the Loch Ness Monster, like, so well-known, the quote-unquote surgeon's photograph. This was shot by Robert Kenneth Wilson, a gynecologist, holla, from London. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And so I feel like we had this question last time that we recorded, Audrey, and so yes. um, I have a timeline. A oh, timeline good. of the Loch Ness Monster. Yes. So, the earliest report of a monster around Loch Ness was actually um, in a um, in something called the Life of St. Columba Adoman. So, it was like there were the like recordings of a His religious life. person. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that was in 565 A.D. Dang. So. Taking it back. Taking it way back. But then we're going to take it really far forward to 1933. Um, so in 1933, a road was built along... Can I say something very quickly? Even though it's 1934, we are telling you the truth. We tell the truth. Ish. (laughs) Wind down and listen. We We tell tell the truth. truth. Um, (laughs) okay, so in 1933, um, they built a road along this lock, which I think is just Scottish for lake. Um, and so... Yeah, that sounds like That sounds right. Lock. Um, but anyway, so someone built a road along... We tell the truth. We tell the truth. Loch is lake. Um, they built a road along the Loch Ness, and so, um, what had previously been a really isolated area Mm -hmm. was suddenly filled with people who were traveling, tourists started coming there to sightsee, because it was accessible for the first time in 1933. And so in 1933, sightings suddenly start to increase, because there's so many people there. Um, and also in 1933, and I think this is the one that you talked about, George Spice... George M. Spice, is that right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And his wife. Um, I definitely gave that much um, information. Yes, you did. Uh, so George Spice and his wife said, quote, a most extraordinary animal, unquote, passed in front of their car while they were driving down the road next to the lock. What? They described it as being four foot high, 25 feet long, with a long wavy neck like an elephant's trunk, and also they said that it took up the 10 to 12 feet, which is so tiny. So the road wide, which is mm-hmm. kind of adorable if you think about it in comparison to our current roads. Right. Um, but I guess it was big enough for like 1933 style cars. Um, <laughs> but like the whole thing took up the entire road when it passed in front of their car. Um, so and they're saying they saw this out of the lock. 
walking across the road. No, stop. (laughs) I wish you hadn't censored yourself, but I'll continue. There's more to go. I tried to speak in a Scottish accent. (laughs) Oh, is that what was happening? Yeah, I saw it. I saw the... And then... uh, so, also in 1933, a lot of shit happened in 1933, actually. Anyway, um, also in 1933, Hugh Gray was walking at the walk after church right. um, when he saw a creature rising from the lake. <gasps> um, so, he attempted, he described it kind of as the same thing, long neck, gray, whatever. And so, he tried to take some pictures, but the only one that he got wasn't very clear. Um, and as y'all know, Pixar didn't happen. True. Sure. So in 1934, on April 21st, um, that is when Dr. Wilson's picture was actually published in the Daily Mail, which is when that was considered like the very first proof mm-hmm. that the Loch Ness monster existed. Now, in the 90s, um, like the ability to, uh, like, I guess, determine whether photographs had been falsified or tampered with, like that technology had advanced enough by the 90s. So that people, um, like some people, oh, have like to tell much if it had been like altered. Okay. Yes, and because in 1934, like there was no way to prove it was a fake, sure. and so everyone thought that it was real. Um, and but in the 1990s, like they had developed the technology to be able to kind of like disprove like whether like they saying that it was actually a hoax. But many people still say it wasn't a hoax, and they believe that the Loch Ness monster is real. Um, I mean, fucking George and his wife saw something pass in front of their car. I mean, maybe they were high, but maybe they weren't. They probably weren't. I feel like this is all the X-Files. Maybe oh, they were high, Nessie. but maybe they weren't. <laughs> maybe they weren't. Um, yeah, so I think that's really fascinating. That's crazy. Um, so 1934 is when that photograph was taken. 1934. Nessie. Taken and or doctored. Yes. Depending on what you believe. I feel like there's no real harm in believing it. It's I like agree. Santa. Right? Mm-hmm. If you want to, okay. Yes. If you don't, also, okay. okay. Or maybe it's like the spirit of the Loch Ness Monster. Because the Loch Ness Monster didn't do anything except live in the loch, right? Right. It's just trying to it live just, its life. Right. It just wanted to exist. It wanted to exist in this isolated loch. Sure. Since 565 AD. Right. And then people started, like, coming around and taking pictures and driving cars. Right. And so it did or did not exist. Right. Yeah. It does or did not. Sure. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Is what I'll say. (laughs) Oh, Nessie. Oh, Nessie. Dang. 1934 was crazy, y'all. I know. It was crazy hard to find something to talk about that wasn't crazy depressing. Also true. Maybe, are we on the other side of that? Um, I think so. We're hitting the tail end. We're at 22% unemployment, so we're coming right down. We are sliding headfirst into World War II. But I'm going to avoid it. Are you? I? Okay. I would just like our listeners to know right now, in 1934, Elle has said that she is going to somehow avoid World War II. So from now, for the next 11 years of this podcast, yep. I just want you guys to know that that is what Elle has said that she is going to do. Somebody write it down. Someone write it down. Um, and then if she, oh, yep, Audrey's writing it down. Um, and then if she somehow fucks up because, you know, there's 11 years between now and then. Right. Uh, you should. Which is almost e- three months in podcast time. Yeah. Yep. So you should email us for sure at windownandlisten at gmail.com. That's right. Let me clarify. The thing I am avoiding is I have found bizarre, inane shit to talk about thus far. That's true. That's true. I think we all have. We absolutely have. We talked about some random ass stuff. That's true. Like a turtle. Right. I talked about. piano. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I talked about the frog jumping competition. And frogs from falling from the sky. And yeah. frogs falling from the sky. We got it. I really think that it is possible that I can avoid the heaviness of World War II. I think what you're for saying For the next three months. Is challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. And if you make it, I'll give you the highest of fives. Yay! Yay! Awesome. All I right. would have preferred a sticker. Do you have stickers? I do. Perfect. Cool. Nice. Yay! <laughs> okay. Let's go back to the future. Let's do okay. it. I have my wine. Go, Elle. Rip! Dang, that was quick. <laughs> All right. So, here is the last segment. Yay! Girls' night! Girls', Girls night! night. Oh, fuck. fuck I thought you me. Were, look, I thought you were, like, skipping it and, like, doing it. I thought you were mixing it up. I thought you were... Let's no. try again. Rip, rip, rip. It's your favorite segment. Girls' night. <laughs> Girls' night. Go, 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 girls' night. There it is. You know what it is? It's because we're drinking wine mixed with wine. Get it together. Okay. (laughs) 
We gotta we do a quick one. So this is your quick question. We cut our wine with wine. Oh God. Are you ready? Half yes. Quick? What TV show or movie do you refuse to watch? Oh, this is a good question, but I do need to think about it. I need to know what the name of the movie is. I already I, have my answer. I hope it's not the same as mine, but I would laugh it's so not. hard if it was. Hold on. Hold on, Mine's hold a TV on, show. On, you were talking on, about on, a movie. Oh, I have one too. You want to go first? I will never, ever, ever, what ever, 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 ever watch the fucking Kardashians. Oh. Oh, different from me. I hate them. Also different from me. They're dumb. Mm. Next. Mm. I would just like to offer a contrary opinion. I do not like a, a ton of what the Kardashians stand for, but in terms of entertainment, oh. I will absolutely watch. Can't do it. Won't do it. A Kardashian. I won't do Kardashians. I won't do Real Housewives. I won't do any of that shit. Well, see, I feel like I I never got into those. I never I've never seen an episode of a Real Housewives anything. But in terms of entertainment, I do like a Kardashian, specifically Courtney. She's my favorite. I just think that there's, and this is no offense to our listeners who enjoy reality TV. I just think that there is so 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 much good scripted television that I just like like when I have twenty five seasons of Star Trek on Netflix. Like, and approximately, like, 11 seasons of The X-Files and nine seasons of Charmed. Like, you know, I just don't see the Kardashians or much reality TV unless it is baking-related fitting into that. And British. Baking-related and British. And, and led by Paul Hollywood. Obviously, Or Eye. RuPaul. But that's also on Netflix. And RuPaul doesn't count because RuPaul's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Any hoodle. There okay. it is. Yeah. Um, mine is the... Big Bang Theory. <laughs> hmm. I have so many feelings about the Big Bang Theory and why, I, like, I don't understand its appeal in the slightest. It is so, like, I understand how sitcoms sometimes need to be formulaic to work and that that can even be part of, like, the comfort of a sitcom. This is so formulaic and I feel like so one-dimensional and I feel like the way that they portray women in that show is really problematic and like I feel like I go way back with Big Bang Theory. I think I've told this story on the podcast before but I'll tell it again because it's relevant. I was in Vegas at some point and I was at the like movie the MGM Grand or whatever and they had this thing where you could go and you could watch pilots of TV like in development you could rate them and give your feedback because they hadn't been released yet and the pilot that I watched was Big Bang Theory before yeah. it came out on like you know on TV and like we gave our feedback or whatever and so like I remember being like oh this is cool I'm glad that this is gonna be a, a TV show or whatever now it's I don't know 47 years later, the show is just now going to enter its last season. Yeah. It's won so many awards. Now there's this other show that I presume is also as dumb called Young Sheldon, which is based off of that Sheldon guy in the show, but him as a child. And I just don't <laughs> understand how there's a whole universe around this this show. Yeah. So I didn't know I was going to be so passionate about it, but turns out I do not like the Big Bang Theory. No. Wow. Yeah. Fight me. I won't. I think that's okay. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, like, I I had two answers, and then I realized they weren't true, and now I don't have an answer for you. What about this one? Ugh. Okay, but I think that's probably a good movie that if I revisited now when I wasn't, like, emotionally shattered from the untimely death of someone that I grew up with, I probably would be okay. I'm um, sorry. I put my hands on my face, like, in Pan's Labyrinth. Yes. I went to see that, she like, very soon after these kids had died in a drunk driving accident, and, like, I just, like... I was I didn't know the words at the time, but I was highly triggered, and I had to go outside of the Alamo theater and curl up in a ball and cry. Um, I like I know there are movies that I've been like I'm never gonna watch that, but I just don't know what they are right now. Um, oh, okay, perfect. I finally come to one because I started with the Grindelwald movie that I'm refusing to watch because Johnny Depp is in it, but we've already discussed we've already and we're going to watch it how we're when HBO it. has it because then we feel like the, move, the money will only really go to like the producers of the film and like HBO for buying the rights to the film and so we're just going to see it in the theater um, because like I do kind of want to see Jude Law playing Alice Dumbledore and I'm just really pissed they haven't recast Grindelwald. But also he's the evil guy. Anyway, whatever. And then I was going to say that I wouldn't watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because I find it really disgusting to watch a horror movie that's based on something that really happened. But then I did some quick research and it turns out that that's a lie. That there was never a Texas Chainsaw Massacre dude. That like, it was just like, it was in the video cassette 
that was originally released with the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The like intro said like this was based on true events, but it wasn't. This guy was just in a hardware store, saw some chainsaws, and was like, "That'd be creepy." And then that's anyway. Um, so I guess I could watch it, but I don't want to. Um, and then so what did I come down on? Now I've forgotten. It's okay. What did I say? I don't did know. Did I say? I didn't, didn't tell you. Say, no. I was like, oh my god, I have a thing. And now it's gone. Yeah. And, oh, uh, act like a, act like a, think like a man, act oh, like a lady. Like, oh. Okay. I Ooh, will, I've never heard of this. What I will this? never. Steve Harvey movie? Ever. So Steve Harvey wrote, here we go, quick girls night question. So Steve Harvey wrote a book called Think Like a Man, Act Like a Lady. What does it that was, mean? So it was his answer Ooh. to why women are single and how they can get a date. And, like, there are all these chapters on what kind of girl not to be. My favorite one to talk about is not to be a beep-beep girl or a chirp-chirp girl. So a chirp-chirp girl is someone who, as soon as they open the door with a remote control, like, on remote control, the remote key on the car, it's like, chirp-chirp, and you open your own door and get in. That is the kind of girl who is showing a man that she's not the kind, like, that she's not a lady and that she doesn't need to be looked out for so he doesn't have to take her seriously or date her. And so you should actually wait and he gets in the car and just stand there until he is forced to open the door and act like a gentleman. Is this a real book? It's a real book. And it's and by it's Steve movie. Harvey. And so, like, I read that and I was so confused. I was like, okay, so, like, this, number one, this is highly heteronormative. I've seen that movie. Like, if two dudes are on a date with each other, does that mean that they have to open it and then, like, jump in but also try to open each other's doors? And if doors? it's two and women, it's women, never going anywhere. You have to, like, wait for a nice guy to walk by and be like, oh, I forgot this is on my head. And then be like, can you please open the door, sir, because neither of us want to be chirp chirp girls. It's awful. And then that really awful book was made into an even awfuler movie that was like reinforcing these ideals about what kind of woman you have to be in order to be dateable by a good man. I will never watch that film. There it is. All right. What movies won't you watch? <laughs> Email us in at windoutandlisten at gmail.com. Unless it's Gilmore Girls, in which case move along. I'm out. Uh, so here is your question for next week. Yes. Ready, ready, ready. What did Robert Watson demonstrate in 1935? You guys, I just need you to know what I was about to say. What were you about to say? Gravity. Gravity, yes, <laughs> is a word. It was like just, you know how it's like that word association game where it's like you say something, it's the first thing that comes in your head? Yeah. It's like, gravity. I this. No, I know. Remember that one week that I think I guessed I doors? I so I get it. I get where your brain's at. Well, there you go. Gravity. I'm also going to go with gravity. Okay. <laughs> Two votes I for gravity. I know sound rude, but you're both wrong. <laughs> Here's hoping you guys do better. Oh, my God. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I got it. Blame it on the juice. Got you feeling loose. Blame it on Patron. Got it. You said it just like it. Stop. I've been always changed. <laughs>